everyone you are tuning in to intuitive projections with susan Fretz. if you would like to interact with myself and my guests this evening please pop over to the beacon of light radio chat group on facebook um, look for the show banner and you can interact in the comment section during the live broadcast um, and as always if you do not get to listen to the entire show you want to listen to it again or share it out all of the archive shows are available on apple itunes and soundcloud my guests this evening are divine moon goddess and oracle empress divine moon goddess is a psychic reader healer medium guided meditation facilitator astrologer twin twin flame specialist ritualist, spiritual guide and teacher, dream and past life specialist, spiritual life coach, mentor, and goddess empowerment coach. Oracle Empress is a psychic reader, healer, intuitive astrologer, ritualist, spiritual guide, coach, life path mentor, and twin educator. Everyone, please give a warm welcome to Divine and Oracle. Thank you, ladies, for joining me this evening. Thank you, Avina. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, I think what I want to start out with tonight is by asking when you started your spiritual path and how. Can I go first? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I'll go first. Um, so I've kind of always been a little magical and I say a little magical all my life, but when I really jumped into my spiritual path was in, uh, I started a little bit in 2018, didn't realize that was the beginning of it. So when I truly started to understand that I was walking in the spiritual journey was in 2019, summer of 2019, when I had like a strong spiritual awakening for me. So with, you know, from 2018 to 2019 is when I just started going through the phases and then it really truly hit uh, summer of 2019. Um, I, you know, like everyone says, when you're a kid, you kind of dabble, but you don't know what you're dabbling in or what's going on. Um, but I really found my path in, um, 2000 and 2018, um, I was more of the ones that it took a tragic moment in order for me to open up um, to my path and figure out that there had to be something more to life greater. There had to be something better than what I have been currently doing or how I've been currently living or living at that time, I guess I should say, not currently. Um, so, yeah, I jumped in in 2018. Um, really looking at energy work. Um, and then towards the end of 2018 is when I kind of opened the door to tarot. And that's just led to so many more doors. 
do you do either of you believe that trauma and life situations can sort of trigger a spiritual path? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I was searching for answers on my twin flame journey <laughs> and I was struggling from horrible depression at the time and trauma from years ago that just wouldn't go away. And so I just was at a moment where I was tired of being tired and I was just tired of feeling what I had felt and I was tired of feeling crazy and there was just no answers logically or in Western medical for me. And so that's what really pushed me to go to the esoteric occult world. Um, I've come to believe that I think it really does take, unless you're raised in it, um, kind of like religion, unless you're raised in it, um, I do feel like it takes some kind of awakening um, trauma-wise or just um, grief-wise that will bring you to this journey because it's always when you hit those moments is when you're looking for looking for answers or looking for something better. And until then, I think we just kind of live life fluidly where we just go by the day, go, you know, go for what it is. So I do believe that's really how most 90% of people come into their path. I, I believe that too. I mean, that's what I've noticed anyway on mine. Mm -hmm. um, so many have a similar story to mm -hmm. tell that, you know, something has happened that kind of, I don't, do I say like woken them or you know mm -hmm. triggered their path? Um, right. What what made the two of you decide to help people like you do? <laughs> well, <laughs> go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, you know, I never came on this path wanting to help anyone. That wasn't um, that wasn't what I thought was going to happen. Um, when I came into energy and things, it was more for me to understand life in general um, and to give me some kind of hope that after we passed, that wasn't it, um, that we would be reunited in some way with those that we have loved that have passed on. Um, and then I became really, um, really uh into this tarot, right? But to, to me, it was more of the tarot. It was more of the history. It was more of how it works, um, what goes on. So I kind of came into this path hoping to help myself. And then throughout there, I noticed how you can touch people who have the same story. Um, and so I think that's where it came from. That's when I was like, oh, so my story does make a difference somehow, even though it was a tragedy, it, it still made a difference somehow. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I don't, I think most of us that are, are trying to like search for answers and stuff, don't really walk in with the plan that you're going to touch so many people or you're going to change lives. Um, like myself, I just was fascinated, you know, even though I was searching for answers, I was fascinated with tarot. I opened my YouTube channel and I thought I was going to be a YouTube tarot reader, <laughs> you know, like that was the the goal at the time. And then, you know, spirit kind of branched me off to Facebook and through the experiences through Facebook is, is that same kind of flow of helping people. And I think for the first three months I was doing everything free. Everything was free readings, free readings. I was doing free everything. Right. Yeah. But the stories from the people and the thank yous and the, just in that 
small amount of time, it was like, oh, wow, you know, that my story, I'm not alone. And then you see, like, I don't want people to hurt like I've hurt for 20 years. I don't want them to be in this grief for, you know, like two decades of what I had experienced, you know. And I was just like, how can I, you know, I just kept saying it, didn't realize I was setting the intention, but I kept saying it, like, how can I do this full time? Like, how can I, you know, do this to where I can really make that um, difference? But in the beginning, I don't, I don't think most of us actually think like we're coming in to make those moves. It's just on the path that you start to see how you're touching people and just, you know, going live, you see just talking with people, how it touches them and, and it gets them to open up and kind of like filter something they've been holding on for decades or years that they didn't even realize like that could happen. And it's such a relief. So that was the turning point for me. And then I wanted to sign up. I was like, show me how to do this full time. And you got me spirit. I remember saying that, like, show me, and you got me. (laughs) So is, is it fair to say that I guess your main, I don't want to say like your main purpose, but it was in the process of like finding yourself, learning things about yourself and healing from things for yourself that kind of opened up, you know, those doorways to help others. Oh yeah. You have to find yourself. You, you know, in the beginning of with most of us coming in with trauma and stuff, you really don't know your authentic self. And I can't even say I'm a hundred percent there. You know, am I a lot closer to my authentic self? Sure. You know, but you do have to do a level of experimentation with your own healing and your own path and knowledge. And I, you know, I would say anyone like coming through, like keep learning, you know, that's what really, you know, one thing, one door, you know, as Arco was saying, one door opens the next. So it's like, yeah, tarot started it, but then it's like, okay, mediumship. And then it's like, you know, we're going to look more into astrology and I'm going to look more into this and just energy healing and all of these other things that we've kind of studied. So you do have to like, not only with your own personal gifts, because, you know, we do have our own ways of tapping in, Um, And strengthening those and just really staying to that. Let me find me as I'm helping, you know, then you, then your plan is let me find me as I'm helping others. Yeah. I love Um, one thing, and you know, I don't know how I found the two of you on Facebook. (laughs) I don't, it's just kind of, I think one day I was just there, but you know, you know how spirit works. You right. place you where you're meant to be at that given time. <laughs> and I love how you're real. I mean, there's no sugarcoating anything. You're real and you, you don't just do readings and things like that, but you guys touch on some really, I don't know how to word that, like really, some are tough topics. But right. it's like real life stuff. And you don't usually hear people, you don't usually hear people talk about, you know, a lot of things that you guys do. And I love that you guys bring it to the table because it, it, it's real. It's a, it exists and someone's willing to talk about it. So I love the fact that you guys do that. Um, I do. Thank and you. I try to, I'll try to catch every live I possibly can. <laughs> Just because I don't want to miss anything. And I'm like, because I, I take away from it too. I, I learn a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, there's there's that 
fact that there's a lot of things you mentioned that maybe I've been through or I've dealt with. And it's just nice knowing someone else, you know, has been there and dealt with it and they've been through it and things like that. It, it's kind of that, you know, that you're not alone. You know, there's, there's someone else that's, you know, there to help or to guide. And I, I love we need more of that. I think, that's, I think that's been the big thing between the two of us is that um, our journeys are kind of similar. And, you know, when you're two, two poor girls coming from the hood, from broken families and messed up relationships and things like that, you don't see too many people in the spiritual community who show that for face. There's a lot of really nice, beautiful, softly spoken women who... Um, teach you about energy and Reiki and, you know, and nobody goes to the nitty gritty and it's hard for us being coming from where, where we come from, where you don't see people who practice this. You don't see people who talk about feelings. You don't see people who um, try to elevate themselves um, in this way um, where they're just more getting through life and they're struggling through life. And so that's where these topics really come from for us is because it's been about like finding those people out in the crowd that are able to say, you know, my family was just as messed up or, you know, I had these situations too, because a lot of times spirituality, you have these beautiful soft-spoken beings that are coming and they're like, everything will be okay. Just trust the universe, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then you have us and we're like, get the H-E-L-L out of here. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it is for for us. You know, like, hey, we're here too. So I think that's a big thing for us: our past, our present, and our future, and how we're going to get there. Right. Uh, I was going to say that you know one of the things of of coming, and we always talk about our past and and that thing of being coming from. Like what we say, it's the hood. It is. It's it's the ghetto. And, you know, coming into spirituality, unfortunately, I will say not. And it's not unfortunate that there's these beautiful, soft-spoken, like, and we're going to say more white um, people are in spirituality when it comes to energetic healing, which yeah. is nothing wrong with it. But when you come from a minority standpoint, so let's get a little real, right? We're not going <laughs> to run around the what it is, right? The minority standpoint of it. That part of saying someone who you can identify with, you can identify with, it's not just that, okay, we have the same far as grief patterns or we went through the same abuse, but no, you've, you've been where I'm at far as not eating or the electric off, or, you know, you come from this particular standpoint. And so that was one of the things where we decided that we wanted to be in the forefront of things to show that you can come from this background and and really stand in here and learn and help and heal others and that it is real it's not just somebody who you don't trust and you're iffy about who's selling you a dream just to take your hard-earned money that no it's very real that this journey is very very um authentic and and real like the power of it so I think along the line is where it's not to knock anyone in anyone's culture, but unfortunately, when you have, and you see it, we see it with most of our clients, because I deal with a lot more minority clients 
than I do anything. Yeah. And you'll see the hesitation and you'll see the the skepticism and you'll and you'll see where people are just there they don't know and they don't want to. But what we've done is we've we've taken that and we've taken all the realness and the rawness of this path and put it on the table. Like I'm not gonna candy coat it, it's rough and I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. No, you're gonna go through some stuff and no, you're gonna it's gonna be hell and back to get to the top, but you can do it and not just you you know, for us, it was never, you can't just say surrender to the universe, you know, surrender to the path. And, and that's it. When you come from a place of, if I don't make this money, we don't eat, you know, if I don't go to work or if I don't pay this bill, I go hungry. So um, for us, it was really bringing that to the table to say, we've been there, actually been there. And we've been able to change our lives dramatically, dramatically, should I say, um, and to heal and to just show that. So that's been a big, huge part of why we decided to do like the morning show and yeah. just have tribe talk. Cause before the morning show, if you're not in our group, we do, we've had a tribe talk for a while or freestyle Friday we have for a while where we just bring these topics to the table in the group. And so we decided to do it on a little bit bigger scale and, and publicly on the public channels. And I'm thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm I'm in the group anyway, but mm-hmm. I just love that that's available, and I can go back and you know and rewatch as many times as I need to, and I've done that before awesome. because <laughs> I'm like I didn't get it the first time. <laughs> go back and listen, and then it's kind of sinks in. There's been a few topics that you guys have talked about that I've went back, and when I walked away the first time, I'm kicking myself in the ass like I. I need to go back and listen. There's <laughs> there's a bigger message there. I was just ignoring it the first time. I need to go back and re-listen. <laughs> I do that more often than I'd like to admit. But <laughs> um, So how did the two of you become business partners? Long story short, no. All right. I don't really know. I think, um, number one, I, I became admin when I was about to get kicked out of being an approved reader. So that worked really, really weird. I had gotten a call and I was basically going to be booted for being an approved reader. Um, but somehow I ended up admin. And then and I just think throughout our journey, we've found like all these similarities, um, personality, random placements in our chart, just things that we're trying to do. And then through the last few months, um, we both really expressed a huge deal for teaching. Um, And that's kind of where it started to kind of branch out a little more um, with what we wanted to do since our paths were so similar. And it's funny because I'm like more of the administrative part of it and she's more of the hands-on part of it and so it just kind of meshed but I don't even know how it happened I just think like one day I had gotten an inbox message and it was like look at this and I was like okay and then the next day we were like deciding on LLCs or C corps or S corps and I was like oh you know like whatever (laughs) okay let's do it 
I, I will say from my standpoint, um, she is right. You know, like I had you, you know, the group I've had for about two years and um, she came on as an improved reader, like fairly in the beginning, within like the yeah. first two months that I even opened the group. And and then she kind of disappeared for her own, you know, her own stuff. And I think at the time I was like, yeah, getting on everyone like, OK, if you're not showing up, you're not here, you're not doing it. I'm going to have to remove you as a reader. And then at the time she's like, well, actually, I'm coming back and I have enough time and this that, and that. And, so one of the things is definitely that we do, we do mesh. We see things on, not to say that we agree with everything or we see everything eye to eye, but we actually do see, far, especially the business standpoint of it, we're very serious on what we're trying to do. And everywhere that we've been, she's been a huge supporter, of course, with everything that I've ever done, you know, and like I said, she's been here since the be- pretty much the beginning of my path. Um, and been a huge supporter, but it's just like everything that we're doing, it's always been this conversation of leveling up, this conversation of of going further than where we are, this conversation of, especially on a knowledge standpoint and learning standpoint. So she's also been my go-to on questions. Hey, what do you think about this? Because I trust her. You know, there's a lot, I don't trust a lot of people in this path, you know what I mean? And she's definitely my go-to and someone that I trust as far as um, my life and in choices that I'm coming up. So just us building the friendship also in between everything else, it just made sense because we, we actually understand, well, business is business, friend is friend, and what we're doing is what we're doing. And there's no kind of like, but hurt on man in this point of, oh, she doesn't, you know, understand or any of that uh, craziness. We kind of just flow. <laughs> I like that. I do. And the whole vibe I get from you is from both of you, like together is like, you've done known each other in another, another life. Like oh, I've always felt like that. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause like when I first met her, I actually met her in person in, um, the end of 2020 And it was like I had known her, like there was no, like she wasn't new. It was like I had known her forever. And so we've definitely said that before. It was just like, yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What was the inspiration behind your spiritual business, you know, and their names? (laughs) Which ones? (laughs) All of them. I guess you have more. Um, okay, look, you have more. More <laughs> <laughs> names to talk about. Um, you know, honestly, like like when it came to my tarot, um, like I said, that was selfishly um, for myself in the beginning. It was to find my own answers about what had happened um, in my life and why it happened to me. Um, and then it kind of of my grief um, to know what was going to happen. And then it became um, an interest and then it became, oh, I can make money. And, you know, like she said, this YouTuber, or I can do this or I can do that. Um, so for Tarot, it, it, the, the inspiration, honestly, was, was selfish, selfish need um, for answers because I couldn't trust the universe at that point. Um, so I needed something to to give me comfort in what was coming, or at least give me a warning about what was coming. Uh, the business that we are trying to branch out into now, as far as the education piece goes, 
I'm a teacher. I've taught pre-K at kindergarten. I'm a school for urban education and then um, switched over my major to behavioral psychology and sociology. So I've always had this thing for teaching. I've always wanted to find a way to do that. And um, being able to branch out and offer spiritual teaching, all the things that I've learned on this path through Google, through YouTube, through books, through sitting at Barnes and Noble, to movies, documentaries, anything, school, textbooks, whatever, being able to offer this to people who, like me, um, still at some points, um, can't afford to take these thousands and thousands of dollars worth of classes and being able to do that and offer them to people like me who, if I'm not here to do it, might not ever get that. So that was huge for me. Right. <clears throat> Many believe that being on a spiritual path and doing the spiritual or psychic work is easy. Um, <laughs> can you both give your thoughts and opinions on that in, in the both personal and business aspect? Go ahead. You take that. <laughs> on um I just really quick I don't I'm no I'm backtracking as far as the names we're in construction with the names so that's oh, yeah. why it's just kind of like a brief we don't really we don't have a name that we're promoting for the education site just yet because it's not set in stone we don't want to put that out there just yet um okay. even my website which is divine moon goddess healers and readings.com that one is going to be changing to another name. So everything is kind of in construction and, and going to be changing for 2022. So just want to put that out there on the name. You know, we're trying to sound like grown business, smart, intelligent women this time. <laughs> well, because I was going to say, you know, our names, <laughs> our names are like stage names. Okay. Like when you come into tarot, it's like. They're kind of like um <laughs> like a stripper name. <laughs> stage names, okay? That's what we came into. We came into here with with stage names, and so we're not, like I'm not going to be divine moon goddess forever. You know, that's like something I started. I started my YouTube channel with it, and you know, it's it's been what people know me as. But that's not who you know. It's, of course not going to be who we are, Oracle Empress. That's, it's, that's our stage names that we started. So it's not going to be something that's going to be forever. Um, so all of the names will be changing. But um, can you just repeat your question so I can? Yes. Um, I said many believe that when you're on a spiritual path and doing the work is easy, you know, being a spiritual psychic, um, can you share your thoughts and opinions on that? as far as both personal and business? Right. So it's definitely not easy because when you come into this, of course, if you come into this with the mindset that you're just going to get rich overnight, you're kind of fooling yourself, right? Um, there is an aspect of I want to help and there's, there's a business aspect of it. And this is something we've kind of talked about before where it's like, um, you know, you can, you can come in, you can come in and say, okay, I want to help and I got to do this, but bills still have to get paid, right? Taxes still have to get paid. Licenses have to be acquired and all of this other stuff on the back end. So it's definitely not easy. And the path itself, 
like when you're trying to find yourself and manage a business and all of the extra stuff, it can get overwhelming. I'll be very honest. It can get overwhelming. You can start drowning. There's times where I'm looking at my paperwork basket of receipts that I need to calculate and all this other crap, and it, it does get overwhelming. Um, you can do it should you have the drive to do it. Um, I would say if you're walking through this, especially like my path, it was my first like year wasn't really hardcore on business, even though I had that business aspect and I was moving in a business-like form, I still was really just operating as a person, figuring myself out and just vibing. You know, I was just kind of vibing and, and testing some things out. I wasn't really like truly, truly in where I am now far as branching off into the business and, and lining up the LLCs and, and things like that. Um, in the beginning, I was definitely not. I was just here doing my thing and getting donations here or there and doing, you know, readings here or there. And then I had my first website, closed that one, did another one and kind of went from there because I wanted to do more. You know, when I first did my first um, website, I was thinking of those psychic connection, like, oh, we're going to build this. And then, you know, within this year, it's just like, no, that's not where we're meant to be. We're, we're not meant to be the, the huge psychic business making big dollars. And not to say that we won't make what money and be wealthy, but we're supposed to take what we've learned and bring it to the urban community, bring it to the minority community and allow people to expand their knowledge and really branch out on learning on a spiritual level. And that's where we're at now is going into the spiritual teachings and on a grander scale, but definitely not easy. <laughs> I, I was hoping that because I'd have, I'd actually had someone tell me that it was easy and I kind of had a laugh. I'm like, yeah, for who? Like, <laughs> I think for you to say it's easy means you haven't, <clears throat> you haven't come in touch with where yourself because being on this spiritual path even helping others it opens up that shadow work it opens up those traumas um and that's where you start to really learn yourself and if anyone thinks that easy um yeah i'm here to debate with them all day long <laughs> do you do you think it's sometimes hard to try and keep that balance in between, you know, kind of the, the whole free and helping people and then knowing that, you know, you've got bills to pay. So you have to kind of put that balance in there. Well, you, you know, that's the tricky part of it, right? I think it that's is. Been, that's been our late night conversations for the past year <laughs> on how to do that and on how to balance that and how to make sure that, we're okay and how to make sure we're not being selfish, but having to balance being selfish and being unselfish at the same time. That's been like our late night conversation for about a year now, I think. Right, right, right. I was going to say, you know, even on my path, I'm going to tell you a little story of my path of what made me believe in the beginning. Like I said, in the first months, I was doing nothing but free. Now I worked a full-time job. I was, had a career. I was a certified medical assistant, had been there almost 11 years. So, you know, that's was already 10 years in to where I was working. So when I, be, when I got on this path, money was not an issue. I was not doing it for money. I was not doing it to make money. You know, I was doing it for the experience and as a hobby. And, you know, at the same time I was trying to figure myself out. So I didn't go in like I'm trying to make money. So the first couple of months 
Um, I just, you know, it was all free. And then, you know, people were telling me, oh, you can do donations. You can do this. And I've seen other people doing donations. I'm like, oh, well, you know, like, why don't I try that? But I still didn't. And I remember I would always do like the um, Zodiac reads. I've always been doing the Zodiac reads since forever. And people love that. So people would come and watch. And I remember like, I think the end of October of 2019, I had got my first paid personal reading. And I think they paid me like $15 for like the personal reading. And I was just super excited that, you know, she even offered me money (laughs) to do the personal reading. I was just excited. But within that month, I had asked spirit and I was, that's when I had made that decision. Like, man, show me how I could do this full time. So I could be more time doing this versus going to work all the hours at work. And then I only had a few hours a day to really contribute. And I was like, just show me. And, you know, within a month, like, I think the month of November of 2019, I had made like an extra $500 and it was like, holy shit you can make money doing this. And I mean, my (laughs) donation lives were like $5 a read, you know, it was really cheap. It was like really, really, really dirt cheap. And then by that December it had doubled. And so then by January, I basically took home what I made at my day job. And that is when it hit me January, 2020, it hit me that I could actually make a living helping others and really guiding them. And I would, I could think about leaving this career and actually, you know, take time to study, to learn, to grow, to strengthen my skills. And so that was a game changer for me that showed me, you know, that I could do it and that I could make a living. I think if you walk into this path, and we always talk about this in a place of lack, that there's not enough money or people won't pay you or you got to do it for free. Well, you're going to stay in that place of lack and there's not going to be enough, right? Because you feel like you, you that's where you're at. There's no money or you got to pay your bills. So you got to charge. If you take all of that away and you simply just come in it for the what it is, is to help someone, you'll never have to worry about that back end of it about money. And that's what I've been shown. So I'm not just saying it far as like, this is some, you know, I pulled out of my hat. This is actually something that I've done and tried. And I was a person who was very terrified of not having enough. I was always someone because I had worked my whole life since I've been 14. So to give up my career, to give up all of that, it was because I was shown that I could do it and I could really make a good living. And and it was, I never had to sit and be like, oh man, I feel bad for charging. Well, you know, you're not charging to exactly like, you're not charging just for BS, you're charging for time and effort and supplies. Um, We actually put a lot of money into the supplies that we get for everything that we do. So people aren't really, you know, paying for nothing. They're kind of, you know, that that stuff goes within it. So I think if you walk into it without all of the like, oh my God, I got bills and how can I pay this? And you're going to the lack energy. I think you will be fine. Um, But if you go into it, like if I don't charge or if I do this for free, I'm not going to pay my rent or I'm not going to feed my kids then you're going to go into that lack energy and you'll be in there for a while. Yeah. You, you went to answer the next question I was going to ask about charging in there. <laughs> I've, I've come across a lot of people that says, well, that's a gift. Why do you charge for it? <laughs> right, then, right, right. I mean, there for the longest time, even I would have to sit and I felt like I needed to explain to them why. Now I'm like, no, if you're going to come at me and ask me that, 
then, you know, I don't have to answer. I just wish them well. Like, <laughs> well, you know, that's been a thing that, you know, sometimes yeah. it used to be upsetting. Sometimes I don't get upset for a lot of things anymore, but I would tell people, this is one of the things, because m- most of the time when people are talking down on us for charging for our services, it's normally someone who is very connected to like a religious kind of tone. There's a religious kind of tone to it. Well, if you're doing God's work or sorts work or whoever's work, it should be free. And my thing is this, even if, even if I was, you know, running around with the Bible, the, if you go to the church, they still charge you in some way, shape or form, you are donating money to that church. Are you not? In yeah. some way, shape, or form, that church is getting funds from the state, from the city, from the county, you know, so that they can operate as a business. So when people are looking at you, there's a lot of assumption of what God's work is and that you were given these God gifts. And I always go to, so the singer that was given God's voice, they get, you know, they gave him a voice and this singer is making millions off of singing. How is that different from my psychic abilities? How is that different from my gift to tap into the spirit world? You know, what's, what is the difference from an athlete who's been given this extreme speed or strength or whatever, and they're being paid? What is the difference? Well, it's the judgment behind it. That's the difference. Okay. Um, Is your spirituality a part of your daily practice or routine? Like, are you, how what is that? I know some people say like plugged in all the time. <laughs> oh no, I plug out. I have business hours. <laughs> I, you know, and I'll let Oracle answer hers, but I, I, I yeah, I set the intentions for business hours for myself. <laughs> um, I'm not, I think, I think number one, I, I do think spirituality stays with me, um, all day long, um, energy, intuitions. Um, I do try, I haven't been the best at it since I've moved. Um, but I try, you know, I try to meditate every day and get to get my day started. Um, even just being at Walmart or target, um, being mindful now of, um, what I'm doing, um, how I'm treating those around me, how, um, what the energy is like surrounding me, I think it's become, it's become kind of like a new norm where you don't even notice where you're taking it um, and what you're doing. But when it comes to, um, you know, the the readings or the practices or the um, learning things or doing work and stuff like that, I've, I've come to that too, where it's like, you know what, I'm done. Um, sometimes my messenger will blow up with people who are like this and that and that and this and I'm like you know what I just I I can't we're not going to check you and it's going to be okay and nobody's going to get angry um time for me to check out so I think for the most part I'm able to check out but there's still little things that kind of follow me through the day that I've begun to not even notice that are there I think there's a lot of people that expect psychics or spiritual advisors to kind of just stay like in tune like you know the people that are always texting your phone or they're in your inbox no matter what time of night when they help it's like some people don't 
I don't want to say that they don't understand. Like, we need to shut down. I don't, you know, but I just like, yeah. Like everybody has one more question. Right. I just have one question. But I don't think people realize that not only do you have one question, but there's 20 other people that have one question, too. Right. I was going to say that's where the boundaries come into it. Like, you know, I do a lot of free and I do a lot of mentoring and stuff in my box in the back end. So, you know, you just do it right. Quick questions here that you just do it. But I still do not answer all day, every day. My yeah. box has a automated message that will tell you I will get back to you. You know, that is true. like 24 to 72 hours because you have to clock out. You have to take care of yourself. You know, one of the things I did wrong, and I will tell you my first year, was that I did little to take care of myself. I was always on, 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 helping, helping, helping. And then by the end of 2020, I was so beat down and just so drained that it was affecting me physically, um, mentally, and on all levels. And so I was not going to be able to be the best you know, healer or anything if I could not put myself first. And so I had to really check myself and say, no, no more. Um, at a certain time, everything gets shut down. You get away from this computer, you walk away and you don't come back until a certain time. And you really have to have your boundaries on a psychic level also, where I tell my team, I'm here, I'm open here, but leave me alone when I'm out. I don't want messages all day long. Not like I don't want to give them, but I need that time to just be be normal for a few hours when I go to Walmart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let me be okay for a few hours while I go to the store and not feel like I'm scared to go out in the store. But you really have to have a conversation and instill your boundaries. And boundaries are a huge thing that people don't understand. And so they just allow spirits to kind of invade their space and invade just because you're psychic. No, just because you're psychic doesn't mean you need to take this um, path or right now you don't need to hear and listen and find whoever it is that this person belongs to. You can say no. The bad part is we feel guilty for saying no. We feel yeah. guilty for turning it down. We feel guilty, you know, but you don't have to because w they understand you do need that time off. You do need to unplug. You do need to rejuvenate. And I do. I've actually made it a promise and a, and a goal, like even me going to the gym, which I've been slacking, you know, recently going to the gym because of my schedule, but even taking that time to go to the gym, to unplug, to get out of the house, to take a walk, you know, last year around this time, we started the initiative, the walk and talk just to get out, to stretch, to do something. You, you definitely have to, um, unplug whether it's psychically or physically, mentally, emotionally. You you both teach classes. Um, can you let the listeners know what classes you teach and what those classes entail? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, because you've got a list. I do. I always got a list of something, right? <laughs> <laughs> so um, right now, and we, of course, I will tell you guys, just be on the look. We have a lot more classes coming. And even, not even just us, some phenomenal people were working with it or bringing what they know um, to the table. But far as myself, um, right now, what I offer is I do offer tarot. Um, it's a tarot course. Um, and when you do the tarot course, it's not just learning how to read tarot. It's the history of tarot. It's the astrology behind tarot. 
it's the color coordination, it's the the cards, looking at the cards, and how to um, open and trigger your intuition to read the tarot and not just read the card meanings. But we do go through 78 cards of meanings in in all of that good stuff on the back end. How to do spreads, how to how to charge your cards, how to clear your cards, clean your cards, bond with your cards. Um, I would say that's like the biggest things that you learn in that one. Right now it's it's uh, 12 separate classes and those classes could go from about an hour to two hours, the live class. Um, the recorded version will be a little bit different. Of course, we're still in the, the making of that. Um, the other one is mediumship and spirituality. Um, if anyone wants to know like how long I've been teaching this, my tarot class I've had since January uh, 2020 is when I launched. And it's so different from the January 2020 <laughs> tarot class. But um, the mediumship and spiritual development is another one where I do teach you how to open up your gifts because everyone, we are all born with the gifts of tapping in and connecting to past loved ones. So I do teach you, give you neat tips and tricks on how to to elevate in that way, uh, things for protection. Um, I would say um, we talk about energy. We talk about meditation very hugely. And we talk about healing very strongly in there because those are some of the key things on opening yourself up on a mediumship or spiritual development um, area. And that one is about six. It's six classes to that class. Mm -hmm. uh, we also talk about how to help gifted children in that class when you're dealing with a gifted child. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, I just said I love that. That oh. <laughs> with, the, with the gifted children. Well, yeah, in, in most of the practices that I teach adults, you can do with children. Um, but we kind of focus on some of the things children say that parents normally bypass or dismay. And so it gets you to kind of be like, oh, sh okay, I, I really need to pay attention. You know, my kid's been saying this. Or if you know someone who's who's coming to you like, oh, my God, my child is this. And you don't, you really don't understand it. But now you have some kind of tools. So we give you some tools to kind of assist other people as well. Um, we do have, um, I do have shadow work class, which a lot of people get very scared on the term because it's shadow work and people think it's demonic and dark and it's not. It's just, you know, we're, we're, we're both in light and dark. We're not all light. We're not all dark. It's the two sides of us. Um, and it's the balance. And unfortunately the shadow gets the, the crappier end of the stick. Right. And it teaches you not only to love yourself, but love the unwanted parts of you, but also come to terms with your primal self, your ego. Um, and just, it's your primal self that we want to, We've been taught as bad. We've been taught that, you know, um, that somehow we shouldn't want it or we shouldn't have it, but it is a part of us. So shadow work is really to get down there, not just to deal with traumas, but get down in there to really love yourself on a whole different level and love the what we would call the bad parts of us, basically, in the shadow work. And shadow work has four classes. Um, those are the ones that I teach now, I do have a chakra yoga class that's available, and I partnered with a beautiful fitness trainer. Her name is Dominique's Health and Fitness, and she's actually the one who performs all the yoga, even though I'm in every class in the background doing it because I love it. <laughs> but um, she actually teaches uh, the chakra yoga and the, you know, the positions that go with it in those classes. 
And then I also have a chakra class that actually my daughter on, she's the one who actually teaches it. She's the one who taught me chakras, um, which, cause she's more into Hinduism and the practices with Hindu. Um, and those are just going through what a chakra is. It's the basic seven. It's a, I think it's five classes off the top of my head, which is the basics of just, you know, your foods that are connected, your organs that are connected, the coloring that's connected, what it does, um, and what signs, cause your zodiac signs are kind of attached to everything, um, so that one just goes into the basic seven chakras, not the all the hundreds, because there's plenty, but just the <laughs> those <laughs> those first basic ones. I want to say that's the classes besides Americana, right? I don't think yeah. I'm missing anybody. Yeah. Right now, I just do the um, the astrology, and <clears throat> um, for me, the biggest the biggest thing was. Um, you know, we always are on these donation lives or in the tribe or just talking and we'll talk about our moons and this and that. And I think a lot of times um, I've gotten a little bit frustrated with people who are like, um, I hate Pisces. I hate Leo. Never again, Cancer. Never again, Gemini, the two-faced. And it's like, hold on. <clears throat> There's so much more, so much more. Or you get people who are like, I'm Gemini, but I don't... Um, I don't resonate. And so for me, it was like, okay, I think people need to understand how in-depth all of this is. Um, and so I opened up with the first one, just being the general terms, the elements, um, the modalities. And so then I can go um, a little bit further when I do the next one on how these things and these no and everything just start to affect your traits. And I think a lot of times the Zodiac is glorified by um, these personality traits and nobody is actually understanding what these signs. Uh, I just have a few more questions here, so I'm going to try to not keep you ladies too much longer. Um, one thing I did not want to leave out is your readings for a cause. Can you tell listeners what that is? <laughs> All right. So <laughs> readings for a cause. So I, you know, started the initiative of readings for a cause, which is, again, we do it in the Soul Tribe group, my group on Facebook. Um, and I, you know, I was sitting here in 2020 and, you know, even though we do a lot of free stuff, like I said, on the back, we help a lot of people. That's not the issue. It was how could we do something on a greater scale? Like how, you know, with COVID that was still in effect, you know, people that were still couldn't go out and do the very things that they used to, maybe volunteering was out of the question and, and no one really knew. It was like, what could we do on our end to start to hit some huge um, foundations and really do what we do. And it was like, well, what if we used our gifts for it? Like, what if we use the very things that we use every day um, to purely just raise money for a foundation? And our first one was breast cancer. That's the first one we did in October of 2020. And so every month since then, um, we have done a foundation, whether it's from Alzheimer's, whether it's, you know, we've done autism. We've, I mean, we've done so many and we'll keep yeah. doing it every month. And so it's myself and whatever approved readers are in my group at the time that we get together and we purely read. Uh, we don't keep any of the proceeds. A hundred percent of it goes to the foundation. And just on the back end of it, you know, if everyone knows PayPal has fees and 
you know, other platforms have fees and I make sure that I pay those fees that so there's nothing that gets taken out of the donations. So again, the 100% of the money goes to the foundation. Yeah, and I, I will admit, I do not see anyone else in this line of work do that. Um, I, I just don't. So it's rare. And honestly, I wish more people would, would do it. Right, right. You know, we're at the end of the day, like I said, we are very fortunate. And there's not many of us who believe that because, again, you got to get out of the lack energy, right? We're very fortunate and I'm very blessed when it comes to this path. And so I have just always been like, since the beginning, like, I need to do something to give back on some level. And then as a group level, who do we want to be? And, you know, one of our slogans, if you see my approved readers, one of it is not your average reader or not your average medium or not your average healer. And so if we are going to stand in that essence of not your average, then we do need to set ourselves up from the, the you know, the average tarot group. And so from the beginning, my goal is to not ever be the average tarot group in social media. And so I think we've upheld that as, as best we can. I think it has to do with that balance too. So, you know, you go back to um, being okay with charging for certain services you do. Um, what people don't really seem to get is that when we're doing the donations for a cause, somebody can donate a penny and we don't look at who donated what or, you know, how much it was. We give the same reading um, that we would to <clears throat> somebody on there who donates 20 and then we don't keep those proceeds. So again, it's like that balance between how do you find yourself being okay with charging um, and using your gifts for the better or the greater good as well. What goals do you have for your business? <laughs> That's where we're at. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what one of the things we're in transition and uh i will say uh, i won't say too much because some of the stuff hasn't been locked down and you know um but even like the business i have my website now you know it's transitioning into nonprofit. we are going to go into a nonprofit um organization where bringing the not only teachings but bringing the healing um so that more people and we can branch out more into urban minority ethnic groups that are just so skeptical still about healing um whether it's religious ties whether it's just skeptical um altogether because of how we were raised which we understand that completely um but finding more people who of course would want to jump on that and heal on a grander scale and so we are definitely going to nonprofit in that way so that's going to be changing come 2022 so everything right now for us businesses yes there's a business aspect but it's moving into a way of teaching and branching out and seeing how many more people can we touch beyond social media how many more people can we go so the goal is to get of course out in the physical land in the physical communities and uh, start doing work, but we're, we're in the beginning stage of that. I think that's like my biggest thing with whatever, um, wherever I go from here is making sure that everything is accessible to those who normally couldn't afford it or normally wouldn't know about it, making sure that it is accessible to, to everybody. Um, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, um, and being able to reach the people that 
normally wouldn't be um, accessible to to that due to financial reasons, um, background reasons, um, and things like that. So that's that's my biggest thing is I'm not saying I don't care where I go, but as long as that follows with me, then I'm I'm good to go almost anywhere. Do you guys have any upcoming event, events? <clears throat> not really right now. We are just kind of getting through, you know, the motions and working hard on the back end. Um, so nothing as of yet set in stone. We're still uh, building platforms in the background and raising money. So just, you know, putting out there, we definitely donations our way or sponsors our way. Definitely. Um, hit us up. We're always accepting, but right now it's really just building the platforms and getting licensing and stuff together on the back end. So no actual events coming up. It's a lot of work, but worth it in the end. Oh, definitely. We've come a long way and just as far as we've come in this path is tremendous. And so it just, it's inspiring for us to keep going. Well, both of you are an inspiration. It just, it makes me want to be a better person and, and do better. So I love that. Oh, we, we need more of that. Awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> if someone wants to reach out to you for services, uh, classes, or purchase items, because you can also purchase crystals and things with you as well. Um, so how can they find you? Right. I just did a Black Friday sale. If you missed it on my Divine One Goddess uh, page, <laughs> it's only available today for the prices. Just just so you guys know, put it out there um, right now. Um, www.divinemoongoddesshealersandreadings is the website dot com. That's the website right now until it gets changed for the next few months. That'll be where to go. Um, my business page. I do have a Divine Moon Goddess healers and readings, Facebook, but my primary one that I use is the divine moon goddess, uh, business page, the one that you can contact me on, but there are a lot of, I will say there's a lot of fake divine moon goddesses on Facebook. So you do have to be careful of reaching out. And this is why I'm changing all the names and going into the more business aspect, because unfortunately there's been tons of scammers within the last year, even within the last couple of days, there's like three or four with all of my pictures on their platforms and legally I cannot do anything. So right now, if you really want to contact me, go to the website. That would be the safest place, especially when it comes to donations, sponsors, and things like that, because that goes straight to my email. Um, but if you do go on uh, social media, it's the Divine Moon Goddess um, Facebook page. But again, it's hard to find me because there's several fakes. Um, those are... <laughs> I've actually been messaged by a few of those. Yes. And if you don't know right? You're just like, oh, it's divine moon goddess messaging me until the message says my beloved. And I don't, I don't message anybody. Okay. I don't message anyone. I just, I don't for many purposes, but so the, the best way to contact, um, to get us both because, uh, Oracle is on the website as well. It would be if for classes, readings, rituals, anything, it's all on the website. Um, that would be your best pet right now, especially while we're in transformation, and within the next couple of months, um, I will be posting on all my in the soul tribe is probably the other place. If you wanted to reach out to us would be the soul tribe group on Facebook, as that's where I do a lot of the advertisements and showing what we got coming up and the new names of the businesses when we start to promote it. 
Well, thank you, ladies, for joining me. An hour flew by. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for the invite. I love this. Welcome. And I might um, have, if you guys would like to come back, have you back on, you know, once you get through all of the transitions and the changes with kind of the updated information. That way we can put that across the airwaves as well. Awesome. Definitely. And you know, we have to get you to come on the morning show now. Like you got to <laughs> come and vibe with us in the morning, one of these mornings. Oh, well, thank um, you. For, I'll just say, you know, for December, and you can watch basically the morning show on any one of the Facebook platforms or on my YouTube, which is now Thick Goddess Energy and Inspiration. That's what the YouTube has been changed to. That's going to stay set with that one. I'm not going to change that one. Um, but we're, for the month of December, we are focusing on women empowerment. So we're going to be interviewing a lot of powerful women that are doing their thing mm -hmm. in their careers and what they're doing and just um, really bringing some um, power, uh, feminine power to the morning show, should I say. Yeah. <laughs> Good thing y'all can't see me because I'm like, yes, got my hands in my air and shit. <laughs> but go ahead, before we close out, go ahead and give that um, website one more time for the listeners, if you would, please. Sure, it is um, www.divine. Make sure you're spelling divine right because it's D-I-V-I-N-E, <laughs> divine moon goddess, healersandreadings.com. Thank you. And again, thank you both for joining me. It's been an amazing hour. I feel like that there was so much more to talk about, but I was oh, trying always. to not, you know, not keep you guys too awful long. Um, but again, thank you. And I will be sending you the archived show for this evening. So you can share or do whatever you want with it. Definitely and share. Thank you. Do you guys have any message of guidance or anything you want to share with the listeners before we close out? We, we always do. When don't right. we? <laughs> You know, I just want to say that no matter how anyone comes on their spiritual path, whether it be for, for selfish reasons or um, the greater good, either or, um, just be open to what is what is going to come your way. And it's not all going to be pretty and it's not all going to feel good, um, but just know that it's happening to you for a reason and know that you belong here for a reason. I would say, you know, you guys coming in regardless, I would say respect other people's paths, just respect their path because one person may have it easy. The other person may have gone through hell to get to where they're at. So just be mindful and have that compassion for someone else's path and, and don't degrade them for what they have or haven't been through. Um, and I think if you can stay on that level, it'll make it so much easier for you to vibe and do your thing. Amazing messages. I think they belong on shirts. <laughs> so everyone can wear them. Everyone can wear them and share the message. <laughs> All right, everyone. Um, it has been an amazing evening. And you have been listening to Divine Moon Goddess and Oracle Empress here on Intuitive Projections. And I hope you all had a 
fabulous week. You know, Thanksgiving, enjoyed that. And we've got the weekend coming up. So I hope everyone has an amazing weekend as well. Stay safe. If you're in the colder temp states here, stay warm. Because <laughs> it's freaking cold here. <laughs> and stay blessed. And stay humble. And with that being said, until next week, bye-bye. <laughs>